Blog Talk Radio. This is Cale Brown. Now, I didn't play a doctor on TV, but I will prescribe Brandon's buzz for absolutely anybody who wants to know what's really going on. Hey, guys, this is Brett Claywell from One Life to Live, and you're listening to Brandon's Buzz. This is Taylor Dane, and you are listening to the one and only Brandon Buzz. Hi, this is Lynn Herring on Brandon's Buzz. It's the great entertainment talk show on now. Brandon, I love you. Thanks for having me. This is Linda Dano. I'm on Brandon's Buzz, and I have to tell you, what a fun hour I just had. Ah. This is a great kid with a wonderful heart and soul. You listen every day. I know I will. Hey, hey, this is Nia Peoples, and you are checking out Brandon's Buzz right now. Hi, everyone. This is Eric Martin from the band Mr. Big. I'm live and kicking on Brandon's Buzz. Hi, this is Dave Camaro, and you're going to love buzzing with Brandon's Buzz. Hey guys, welcome back to Brandon's Buzz. I am Brandon. I have a great show lined up today. You know, coming up a bit later in this episode, a few days ago I was invited to participate in a conference call with the creator and star of a new series debuting next week on Fox. Uh, the show is entitled Past Life, and it premieres next Tuesday evening following American Idol, and a bit later on I'm going to play my brief conversation with its leading lady Kelly Giddish and its creator David Hudgens. Uh, but first up, I have a fantastic lady on the phone. You know, she was the lead singer of a well-loved California band called Astro Puppies, uh, and she's just struck out on her own and decided to record an ambitious solo record, and she has recruited a handful of big behind-the-scenes names to help her out on this project. The album is called Twist, and it'll be in stores in a couple of weeks, and she's come by the buzz tonight to give us the exclusive scoop. What a thrill to welcome to Brandon's Buzz tonight the ferociously talented Kelly Ryan. Wow. Hi, Brandon. <laughs> First of all, I thought you were going to say I'm, I'm struck out on my own. I was struck out at bad. I it turned out I struck out on my own. So I'm happy about that. I, I'm not sure about Ferozzi, but hi. Hi, how are you? Good. So let's set the table here. Give me the 60-second bio on Kelly Ryan. Where were you born? Where were you raised? Where did you go to school? Oh, um, I, was, um, I was born in Portland, Oregon, and... Uh, I uh, was raised uh, on the outskirts of a little town called Albany. Okay. So basically... In Oregon? Uh, mm-hmm. Um, I mean, across the street was, you know, a barn and a field, and I definitely um, grew up in the country, and uh, uh, therefore, about the time I was 12, um, my best friend became my guitar. <laughs> I mean, I used to, like, you know, <laughs> climb trees with it. It was like my little friend. But um, uh, and then uh, you know I went to school there and um, eventually followed my, you know I went to I went to I went to college at University of Oregon in in um, in Eugene and about <clears throat> two years into it I I convinced my folks to let me go down to finish my education in Los Angeles. You know, I, I had to convince them that, that, that Long Beach State was a much, much better college than University of Oregon. And tell me about that conversation. Well, it, well, I, you know, it was it was good. I don't know. They were always really, really supportive. And and now my dad like says, I never want to let you go. And it's like, well, there was really wasn't a question, but I, I, I finagled it somehow. And you know, the day I got here, I like drove up to Hollywood. I was just like, but I finished college at Long Beach State, and you know. 
Wow. Hung out at the beach and then basically never left L.A. for for years. And um, uh, and just, you know, never stopped writing songs, and that's basically my my story. It's a one-trick pony. I'm still doing it now. <laughs> Not the tree climbing part, yeah. but, you know. But it sounds like you always kind of knew you wanted to be a singer and, and a songwriter. Yeah, yeah, you knew. I guess yeah. No, I knew it. I guess I just did it. I um, my my father was a disc jockey in a little radio station, and um, and uh, you know, but it was kind of cool. He would always sort of, you know, bring home tons of vinyl in those sure. days, records, and um, and uh, like you know, after they'd be whatever on the charts. I mean, I had stacks stacks of them and you know it's kind of cool to have a even though it's a little little town in uh in oregon uh, to have a dad that's a dj absolutely i was probably pretty influenced right then and there um i remember one time we i don't know why and it's like when you're when you're you know a kid and these weird memories like like pop out at you and you go like oh yeah uh, the, uh, he must have had, I think it was the strawberry alarm clock, okay? And they must have been like, I don't know what they were doing, like, in Albany, Oregon, but I remember coming in with my next-door neighbor, and I must, I don't know, I must have been, like, nine or something, I don't know. And I, I and I, I we came in, and the strawberry alarm clock, there were three of them, they were, they were standing on our fireplace, like, in our living room, and, like, singing in, in, in our living room, because I think he, he must have brought them home, like, because like, they were doing some kind of radio tour or something then, but uh, um, I think I was pretty impressed right then and there, I was like, wow. So I had that's pretty fun, you know, How funny. in the middle of nowhere and have almost strawberry alarm clocks on your. It must have, it must have felt like having the Beatles in your living room. Well, yeah, well, I mean, you know, when you're when you're when you're nine, exactly, it's like you know your next door neighbor that's two years older than you is a hero. Like, wow, they're so old, cool. Um, anyway, yeah, yeah. So um, I've had pretty much musical sort of existence. I guess. So what did you grow up listening to? What was what was playing in the house? Um, I mean, with your dad being a DJ, I can imagine there was all kinds of stuff in the in exactly. the pipeline there. And then I married a publisher, and so I basically, I mean, that's this is. Let me just clarify: the only similarity of like when people say you marry your father. <laughs> I'm just gonna get this out here: is they're both very musical. So I mean. I've I've always been surrounded by it. I mean, my husband is 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 a living, walking, breathing jukebox. I mean, I never have to. There's always music going. We have walls of, of CDs. He's 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 just a total, you know, collector. I, I we listen to all kinds of stuff, and that was the same for my parents. But I mean, you know, I grew up whatever, starting with Mary Poppins and Sound of Music by heart. And then you know, go from there. I don't know. Um, <laughs> now I, 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 you know, like I don't know. My, oh, I've usually, I, I gotta say, I usually do like. I seem to like w- women, okay? And I, and I, I, because I, I've been asked this recently, and so I've been thinking about it, I guess. But um, you know, like uh, girlfriends in in high school or whatever would have you know posters on their wall of their favorite like rock guys because. Uh-huh course they wanted to you know bop them but i mean i i would have like you know posters of of women like jo- joni mitchell, Joni mitchell you know, laura nero sure 
Yeah, and because I wanted to be them. <laughs> I didn't I didn't want to have sex with them. I, I wanted to, 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 to hang out with them. But, you know, it's like I, I just, um, I've always, I mean, I have, I love, I love all kinds of music, but I tend to, you know, I guess relate, obviously, to that. I mean, sure. Ella Fitzgerald is the queen of all queens, you know, and... Right now, right now, like new, newish that I've really, really been into lately is um, you know Melody Melody Gardot. I okay. really like her records, and I like Nora Jones' new record. I mean, you know, it's fairly like like any I can't appreciate and love. There's tons of great music out there, and of course, I'm a big fan of Marty Jones, who is my singing cohort on uh, on Twist. Okay. Uh, if I can just. It's a shameless self-promotion <laughs> thing, but I really am. And she's also a really good friend of mine, and we, I just had, like, the glorious experience of being able to make a record with her um, and her husband, Don Dixon. Can I talk about this, or am I blabbing too much? Sure. I'm, I, you know, I was going to get to this later, but sure. Go, go right ahead. I just, I, um, I, uh, he, he, and, and, you know, her, she, her husband's Don Dixon, also a very good friend of mine. Um, and, uh, we've worked a little bit together over the years, but, um, but never like this, this, um, focused, uh, so he co-produced it with me and really was kind of our captain all along the way, and, uh, and then I got to sing with Marty, and then Van Dyke Parks. Absolutely. Also added, he's also been a, I've known him, but we've never really worked together, and, um, and, um, uh, it was. It's really like you know. I mean, I've done. I've done this like. It's like breathing for me. You know, just like I said, like writing. And this last experience was like. This is like what it's about. You know, it was just. I I I had so much fun making it, and uh, I'm so proud of it. And I mean, it's like you know, I couldn't have gotten to sing with Ella and been more happy. <laughs> you know, it was it was great. So well, I wasn't you- really being that self promoting and saying I'm a big fan of Marty because I, I am. Um, so, there. Sorry to screw up your order. There. No, it's cool. It's it's totally cool. So, uh, talk about talk about kind of coming of age in, in, in Long Beach, in California. Talk about, you know, finding yourself artistically. Talk about talk about those early years. Yeah, well, um, yeah, that was kind of, that part was kind of like, I would say, the most um I don't know. Heidi goes to you know Hollywood. It was like it was like I, I, it was a shock. I mean, and but I I was it was it was okay. I hung out at the beach and I, I kind of became a beachy girl and that was that was good because I would, but I would I would just you know because that's where I was going to school and where I lived. That I, I mean it, all I I used to work night shift while going to college at Larrabee Studios in downtown Santa Monica. I mean I, I don't I don't know how I like survived or even got through college or <laughs> didn't die or any of that stuff. But, I, I mean, I just, um, you know, and I just let my guitar and go play in the Troubadour and uh, different places, just, you know, uh, girl in her guitar style. And um, um, I don't know. I just did everything I could to just graduate so I could move up to Hollywood. And, and, you know, and I... Um, and uh, uh, I got, you know, jobs that I worked at Capitol Records, I, you know, I, for like a year. I never got like a big gig, but I never really wanted one. I, did, I was just always, you know, trying to pay the rent so I could, uh-huh. so I could um, stay there. And, um, at, you know, I don't know. I, uh, I suppose.
California. I do believe you're talking about how things are shaped. I don't know if it's like the age or anything, but this is another thing I've kind of been asked lately, so I've been thinking about it. Um, I think wherever you are, because I was in California, Southern California for so long, and in the city, and that's when I was doing Astro Puppies, um, which is just like the name I was working under that was basically this me doing my song writing, which I consider myself a songwriter first, and all the recording and guitar playing and singing stuff is i can I can handle it you know pr- pretty well on my own at least to get my point across writing wise mm-hmm. um but i I, I noticed that a lot of my astro puppy things are kind of reflective of sort of sunny southern california <laughs> city l a hollywood ish like um um, experience because that's where I was. It wasn't like intentional, but obviously, I would think that uh, you know what, wherever your what your environment is reflects what. Sure, it all it all seeps in. And as, as far as that goes, the whole like I know that I'm not that every song I write is basically just a you know a, a, a new version of what already exists through my at least through my eyes. It's hopefully a little bit like got my stamp on it, but I'm not reinventing the you know. Um, airplane or whatever, but <laughs> but I, I I noticed that it was different once moving. I mean, I and I re- but I realize it's about your environment and how much it has a part to play in your creativity, um, or mine anyway. It, it, in my case, is 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 when I moved away because I don't live in LA anymore. Um, slowly but surely, I, I've been living in Ireland for uh, about twelve years and um, uh, part time, like about half the year okay. and um a little in the last few years a little more than half the year and um and uh i come back to la it was sort of like culture shock and uh <laughs> and, I, and i and i and i thought it'd be cool like oh that's kind of the two extremes but uh we've been i love i love los angeles we ended up moving just outside um like two hours into the desert so we're out it's it's close enough. We can go back. That I can see all my friends. We can hang out there. And I, I like I said, I love LA and I was there forever. But just kind of wanted to get uh, uh, out of the city, basically okay. in general, uh, any city. So we have these two extremes of you know, I live in a, a desolate Irish cliff <laughs> in South Cork, and um, I mean it's it's fully like you feel like you're transported back into the Quiet Man movie. I, I swear. I, I mean, but it's still really cool. I mean, it's a, there's cows everywhere, you know, more than there are people. I mean, it's, 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 and it's on a cliff overlooking the sea. I mean, it's an old cottage. I have a little studio there, you know, no television. It's beautiful. Wow. It, it, there's, 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 um, I, have, I have a lot of friends there. There's, um, there's a lot of funny, it, it's, pretty desolate i mean there you know it's definitely rural kind of like more like where i grew up um really and but there's there's poets and painters and writers i mean it's ireland and for some reason <laughs> it's conducive to that truly i find that you're in the middle of you know the you know nowhere at a little teeny country store that doesn't even look like a store you know you run into you know angela lansbury i mean it's like it's like <laughs> It's 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 truly. I don't know if it's. I think it's the weather or the or the fact that you know that that that, that you gotta write or sing or play because otherwise you go crazy because there's nothing to do in the winter. It's like um, wonderful. Anyway, so that and then and then and then coupled with um, coming to to Palm it's Palm Springs, which is just like I said, two hours outside of of, of L.A. But it's 
It's a it's a, like a little town atmosphere, little old town, a huge mountain, absolutely giant sky. You know, um, the opposite of of Ireland in in <laughs> in, in um, you know weather sure. and, and that. But in so many but, ways, I would imagine. A lot of ways, but it's funny. Like a lot of them are similar to me, and the people are great in both places. They're there's not that many that actually live here all the time or, or there. And, and, and the people that live through the winter in Ireland or, or through the summer here that are locals are all very – they're all kind of nutty. I guess that's why we fit in. <laughs> <laughs> but you kind of have to be a certain type of person to, like, hang out on the edge of a cliff in a gale in the middle of winter in Ireland or, you know, 125-degree weather in the middle of August in a desert. I mean, <laughs> you, you tend to get, like, you know, camaraderie with your fellow human, which, mm-hmm. which, is, which is great. And just the sort of nature and, and bigness of the whole both places and beauty, and I'm coming back to this is why I realized because Twist, this last record that I that I did, that's you know my first solo record, and I think it came out different than my other ones, which is one of the reasons I main reasons I did a Kelly Ryan record instead of Astro Puppies is because of where I recorded and wrote it, which was basically in both of those sort of lonely, beautiful sad, big places, um, and it took two years and did it with really good friends, and it, um, I think it really reflects that mood, and I I could only kind of see that that was the case sort of after I was done, and I realized how, how like I said, how much for me, wherever you are, certainly <laughs> does influence what you, you know, what, what comes out of your brain, I guess. <laughs> So, uh, talk to me about Twist here. You, you know, you mentioned working with Van Dyke Parks and, and Don Dixon. And for people who don't know Van Dyke Parks, he's worked with thousands of people, but he's probably best known for his his string work with uh, Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys. Yeah. And Don Dixon, his early work with REM has become legendary now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what's it like wrangling these talent on this level to work with you? I mean, it must just be a thrill. Yes, I mean, and number, I mean, number one, I, I have to, I have to say, I, I have, they've been, I've been friends with them, and Marty Jones, she had, she, she, I don't know, you know, go get her record, she had three records in the 80s on uh, A&M, amazing, she's an amazing singer, anyway, all three of them, I, 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 um, I definitely had to kick my game up, the, 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 the thing that was non sort of intimidating at least for me about it is that number one they're friends already so it was really kind of natural um to do we've sort of dabbled marty and dixon and i have sort of done little things for each other we've written songs together and um dixon's um you know um he mixed my first record and he's played bass on a couple things marty's sung on a couple things but this was full-on truly collaborative effort but uh, like yeah i continually would have to kick up my game i mean it was like and 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 like you know like at the beginning there was like there's a couple songs that van dyke put strings on so i kind of work backwards from most people i guess or i don't know actually how most people work but how i I, I, when i'm doing a record i kind of do the vocal and the and the and the sort of guitar thing first which is usually last usually i think people get Typical thing is you get sort of the drums and the bass and get everything rolling and get the track really hot and then you bring in you know the the vocalist and you blast it and then it's it's 
the record. Okay. But I, I kind of go backwards because I sort of like do the song because I think that's important, and then everything else sort of goes around the song. So at, certain, at different points, different songs are in different places. So at one point I had, I think I had a, like a vocal, maybe a couple little things in, on this one song for, for Van Dyke that I, 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 he was going to put strings on. So, And then uh, a couple months go by, I came back here. He sent me back like the strings over top, and, and it was like, oh, my God, this, this, is like, this is like amazing. I have to kick everything else up now. It sounds <laughs> like all my stuff is just horrible and these great strings. And like, no, oh, this is the song. No, I mean, it was just, but, but yet with his, his imprint is so powerful, but he just like wove in. I mean, his, the strings like reflect the words like they do what the words say i mean if the if it says i'm not even going to quote any specific words i'm making this up like if it's just you know it's a chilly cold star outside or mm -hmm. something he'll make the string line sound and feel like a chilly cold star i wow. mean he, he's you know so it was like okay i've really got to come up there so <laughs> i mean you know but then it would also go like he'd call me on my cell phone one time he called me on my cell phone and i was like in in, in the grocery store like and 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 i was i was like at the meat department and i and i got talk, i was talking about it I go, okay great and he's just encouraging and wonderful and i hung up the phone and i i looked in my basket like at my you know grape nuts and, and lettuce, and I'm like, I am the coolest person in the world. I'm like talking to Van Dyke Parks from the meat department. But, you know, I thought it was great, you know, for sort of two years, like I said, taking our time and stringing it out. And, you know, Astro Puppies I'd, I'd been doing and working under the project name, but, but especially at the beginning, I did four records. Uh, under Astro Puppies, but especially from the, at the beginning, I started out playing everything, recording everything. It was like on an eight-track, you know, tape thing. But I, I was like, I, I played all the instruments, wrote all the songs, did all the vocals, and then for some reason, I don't know, I guess because I was more or less thinking about songwriting as a thing, and I didn't really want to be like, you know, I don't know, like I wasn't interested really in being like known. So I thought, okay, we'll call it Astro Puppies which I did with my friend Maureen Sorrell. She was my girlfriend, and, you know, we played softball, and it's like, hey, you want to come over and do Astro Puppies? And she'd kind of sing on some stuff, and then she started playing bass. And I got a record deal, and, 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 and of all things, I, I, you know, so Astro Puppies was, was the thing that it was called, and everybody always thought it was a, a, a band. And I'd always have to explain, well, it, it's not really, you know, and I had great, musicians that played with me on all of those things too i like you know um i wrote songs and, and ha played uh marshall crenshaw okay and jesse valenzuela who he's in the um um oh, oh what's his band honey what band is jesse valenzuela in Oh, oh, the Gin Blossoms. Okay, okay sorry. Sure, yeah. I've been married a long time. I, I have to <laughs> ask my husband everything. Um, okay, yeah, Gin Blossoms. Gee, um, that was hard to remember. You know, and Bill Demain, who who has a, a band Swan Dive, and he's an awesome songwriter. And uh, um, just lot, I mean, I've, I've worked with lots of, of of people before as Astro Puppies, but like I said, people thought it was a band. It was just sort of always a roving bunch of of musicians. <laughs> Except for maybe me and, and my drummer John O with the constant and um but now, weirdly enough, for the first time when, you know, it, it, you know, when I when I when I when I said, Oh well I think it should be a Kelly Ryan record kinda of Don Don Dixon's idea, but uh -huh. it was a good idea. And I and I and it's like it's like it's more like a band because it's 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 it's, 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 it's 
collaborative effort, definitely, but it's like one person does all the drums, Dixon does all the bass. I do the the guitars and the vocals. Uh, yeah, Marty's the only girl singing on it. It's it's really more like a band, and I named it, you know, Kelly Ryan. So that's kind of my career in a nut hole. <laughs> a nut hole, yeah, no, nutshell. But um, um, anyway, it's all it's all good. I'm real happy about it. Seems like a um, you know, a logical step, and I'm just happy to talk to you about it. You know, talk about the concept. You know, I was reading uh, uh, some of the press materials that that uh, Joe Lynn sent me. Talk about the, you know, the concept of this thing is pretty ambitious. Talk about how it was born inside your mind. Oh yeah, well I, you know, basically it was born from the fact that I couldn't think of what to write about anymore. It was just a good old fashioned horrible case of writer's block and no matter how much I would, you know, get encouragement and know myself that this is just what you have to go through to get to the next song and same kind of, you know, advice I give to friends who everybody goes through it. Um I couldn't kick start myself. It was just it was just weird. So um and and it, it, it so I was coming back over from the States to, to Ireland and I, I, it's actually, this is where it started for me. I, I, I wear um, a, this necklace that my husband gave me uh, that I always wear. It's got a, a heart and a bone on it, and, um, and I wear it all the time. And, uh, and, I, and on our, I, I, I have to say this really quickly, Mar- Marty, who sings with me, she, she's, she's also an amazing, amazing fine artist. She paints. She has a website. That's really where she's been concentrating her talents these days. She, I just ripped her out to sing on this record a little bit, so I was lucky. But she, So we were visiting them, seeing one of her art shows on our way over to Ireland. And um, so we went went to her opening, you know, said goodbye, see you when we get back from the other side of the pond. And when I got over to Ireland, jet-lagged out, I took a picture to let her know I was there. She goes, let me know when you get in the door. So I took a picture of my heart and bone necklace, um, with my can with my phone and sent it to her and said we're here, and she sent back and said um, heart and bone what a good idea for a record. So, so I woke up the next day and I immediately went next door next door is like my little studio, and I started writing heart and bone which is this song on on the record and uh, and uh, the 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 funny thing is in in that song there's one line that says. Uh, 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 it's about missing a friend and whatever, <laughs> and um, and but the, but, the, but the, there's a line in there that says, "I feel like a Van Gogh sky, thick and blue, deep and dry." Okay, so unbeknownst to me at the time, I was writing this song about missing my friend, and that I felt like a Van Gogh painting. My 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 husband had arranged secretly with Marty to paint my picture for my birthday, a portrait, because I I always complain nobody ever paints me. <laughs> They always paint my husband. They always paint my friends. Nobody ever paints me, and so I, I, you know, it's kind of a joke. But anyway, so he had commissioned her to paint a, a portrait of me for my birthday, which was coming up. So that's kind of like how, to me, the whole thing began in a in a cool kind of, you know, um, coincidental way. Where while she's painting a picture of me, I'm writing a song concerning her that's saying I feel like a Van Gogh guy, like I've I mean, we do junk like that all the time. It's just like, you know, good <laughs> friends, ESP buddies, whatever. But 
it, 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 it broke the dam for me as far as my as my writer's block, and I, I kind of started out calling it um, Heart and Bone, and then the next thing was uh, I kept begging Dixon and Jones to send me what I call sniglets, which are just little <laughs> starts of songs, and we could maybe co-write something while I was, like, trying to kickstart myself, so they sent me this melody and uh, that they both wrote, and it ended up being about a girl, which is the first song that's on the record, and I actually used that as my working title for a while and, and and the whole thing became sort of clear to me that I wanted to write only from a female point of view I mean I always do because I obviously can't write from a male point of view you know in this life but but uh, but I mean truly like forget about any political or, or any any kind of thing just become people people I know um, people I haven't met, people uh, I make up, but all women. Um, you know, my, my I, there's a song in there about my grandmother, my my and my godmother, and and that lady daughter. And um, uh, you know, there's a song on there. I, I started to write a song about I don't have any children, and I and I, and I thought, well, maybe I'll write a song about like the daughter I never had. And so I thought, okay, that's interesting, and I couldn't quite get it get it. So. I ended up writing about somebody else's daughter, um, which is fine, and um, uh, my sister, uh, friends, myself, uh, a woman, Bridie's Eyes, uh, is about this uh, wonderful uh, woman, Irish woman, who lives in a little cabin uh, down the road from us in Ireland, and uh, she doesn't live there anymore. She did, she did, she lived there for years, and um, she had a dog and lived by herself, and you know kind of had like you know the fire to keep her warm really old style and um she was wonderful so i i i, I that song's about her um and 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 um and then and then when they were all sort of done when i kind of got enough where it looked like it was a a sort of a body of work about about girls i guess um i you know it, it ended up just just not not really meaning to but 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 it happily ended up where I, I, I mean, I'm thinking. I always say this. I'm, think, I'm pretty sure there's no. It's all acoustic. I mean, there's loops and there's lots of harmony and 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 digitally kind of stuff and weird noises and you know. Um, but but I I didn't use any any electric guitars or, or any kind of kind of um, you know masculine kind of thing. It's more soft and acoustic and and and. Um, or I used to. I mean, on Astro Puppies, there's lots of electric and just a different, different thing. Um, and um, and when I when I realized when I put this record together in in sequence, that um, it kind of um ha- had a, a feeling for me where I had this idea I was going to make it about like one woman, like just take all the little pieces of songs and sort of try to make it in line, like it was a woman's life. Uh-huh. And um, and um. I, I started to do that, and, and starting with Beautiful Child, and sort of ending with Bridie's Eyes, and 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 I could never make it work. So I I I um I decided to put all about a girl at the beginning because that's what the record's about. It's about a girl. It's about a girl you know. It's about all girls you know. It's just about girlness, whatever. So I put that. It's kind of like the coda to introduce it, and then the other eleven songs. I flipped it and put the the sort of old woman at the beginning, and as Jo Lynn, our friend, did a good job of saying it's sort of 
I guess it's sort of Benjamin, Benjamin Buttonish, <laughs> where it goes down to where she, it becomes a child. And, um, you know, the whole mood of the record is pretty, um, it's pretty, well, I like it. It's, it's, and I keep calling it, like, it's kind of, like, beautifully sad. I mean, it's not, I don't want it to be, it's not depressing. You know, I mean, I don't think it is. I think it's, it makes me feel good. Sure. But, um, but um, it's, it's, it's just, um, like I said, like, it's beautifully sad. It's like it tries to be true to a life, it's, uh, you know, of, and love, obviously, I'm hung up on that. But, uh, you know, and so that's, that's all it is. I mean, it just made sense to me somehow. I just kept trying to make sense. You know, I'm work, I work alone most of the time. I'm, you know, anybody does really creating anything. I think mean, usually it, it seems really romantic and wonderful because whenever you see people, they're in a big crowded room or something. But most of the time, I think you're really just sort of you and whatever it is that you're working on. And um, to keep myself sort of interested and to, 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 I got so into it from the beginning, from that heart and bone and and the girl kind of kind of kind of trail. I just like went down in it and was. It was fun. I'm, 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 I'm hoping I get another one of those. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was, it was good. So I guess that's it. It just like was a way to keep keep me interested. I, I don't necessarily think anybody's gonna, gonna get all that from listening to it. But you know, if they do, I'm, I'm sure they might find a couple songs on there that they, you know, would relate to or know. You know, who doesn't love a girl? Everybody loves a girl. Sure. You know, uh, and I know that it's being released officially February 16th, but I understand that right now it's available on your website for download for all of a dollar. Yep. And it's the best dollar that you'll spend all week, I guarantee it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's nice. So is that going to continue up through the 16th, or is that just a, just a, a limited time? Yeah, it's um it's um uh, up to the 16th. I think okay. it's, I think that's the last the last date. But you know, I just want to get it heard and Absolutely. you know i mean you know um yeah that's the main main thing to me and um uh, we're gonna i'm i usually i don't i don't play live that uh, you know like all that much i have but this 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 time around i am and in fact i'm packing today because <laughs> i'm leaving sunny seven degrees 70 degrees palm springs for um canton ohio tomorrow which i think it's like i looked at the weather thing this morning it's like 25 <laughs> or something and um we're going to rehearse for a week um and then do a couple of handful of of dates and and we're going to celebrate the uh release uh in i've never played in new york so i'm pretty excited at, at um at the living room on on the 16th and uh at eight o'clock, I go on, and um, I'm doing it also in conjunction. Um, my friend Maura Kennedy is also playing that night. She, um, her, she she just had a record out last month, her first solo record, and she's going on at nine. So we're kind of having a, a girly girl night on Tuesday in Fantastic. New York. So I'm real excited. You know, you mentioned getting your music heard and and your website. Talk about the internet. Talk about things like like MySpace and iTunes. Have, have those things made it easier for for bands to get their music heard, or in a funny way, has it made it more difficult for the good stuff to stick? You know what? I think that, I don't know. I, I I I think it's I think it's the same as it's always been, except there's there's more of it. Like there's more. I think there's. I truly think there's more good music, and I truly think there's more bad. I I just think there's more of it. It's more accessible. Um, I I don't. 
I don't know if it's like harder or easier. You know, you, how can you ever tell? You just are where you are. You know what I mean? Like, um, but uh, but uh, I think for me, uh, I think it's better all around from reaching people, whoever you are. I think more people can reach other people, and I think people that already would that are like gigantically, you know, famous or whatever, they 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 do too. Sure. Um, but it kind of gives people who don't have. Uh, you know, we're just starting. They they have a chance to do it too. I I sort of feel somewhere, you know, somewhere in the middle of all that. See, <laughs> you know, but it's the same for me. You know, it's like, it's like, um, you just you just try. I mean, yeah, yeah. I th- I think it just makes it more, more. You know, like there's email. And, I mean, I you know, some of the stuff you just can't do, or you would never get off of the computer. <laughs> Uh, you know, like I don't know if you've ever. There's a series of books by Tad Williams, and they're um, it's called Otherworld. I, I read it like five or no, maybe ten years ago, and um, there it's about how the whole world. I mean, it's so uh, science fiction does predict this stuff sometimes. But it's about how the whole world ends up living online, and they actually like connect their bodies. I mean, they're kind of doing that now, like to to the to the computer and the whole world around us the the real world that we live in is like in tatters i mean there's <laughs> smoke coming out the buildings are infested and people like they, they and they just go into their computer to, to, to like live and that's interesting because it's kind of how it is you almost have to rip yourself away to like you know <laughs> look that see what's going on like, absolutely instead of, you know looking outside and seeing what the weather is you, you like go to weather.com yeah. <laughs> weird <laughs> but uh yeah it's funny you know, like I, the other thing that's a real interesting difference about here and in, in in ireland is like there like i said we have no tv like we we light the fire and listen to music and read i mean that's basically it um if there's a if there's a gale coming our neighbor tells us i mean it's it's you know because they can tell by the way the crows are flying i mean it's really it's really like like basic and then here in palm springs we've got like TV in every room. And then, you know, it's it's funny when you when you don't have it, you don't miss it. But then when you when you have it available, your brain goes straight <laughs> into the poop. And isn't it amazing how fast we've all kind of kind of assimilated that idea into our lives? I mean, you know, the, this whole thing of the internet—it's really only about a decade old for most people. And it's uh-huh. it's so funny how quickly we've all kind of uh, revolutionized our whole world with it. I know, I know, it, and it seems like it's been around forever. It, you know, it, it, you 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 sit there and you think, how did I ever live without this? I know, or cell phone, or any of that. I know, it's 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 it's. it's oh, I don't even want to say it's scary. It's just it's, it's, it's interesting. It's like it messes with time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my feeling about iTunes is that it's the greatest record store in the world because it kind of evens the playing field for everybody. I mean, everybody is. You know, you can type in anybody's name, and whatever's available will pop up. And you know, in some ways, I think it's great. But in other ways, I, I just wonder if because there's now so much available, it kind of drowns out everybody. I don't. You know, I don't know. I mean, this is the funny thing. I felt a little a little weird about like putting. Oh, I should probably didn't say this. I, mean, I was a little bit like, why am I putting my record up for a dollar? Like, like then I just spent two years doing this now. 
you know, but but the reality is, is probably that's at least I make a dollar. Most people just download it once they get it. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I get people who friends of mine who like I maybe have get you know I have a few advanced copies. I kind of my mom. I, I gave my you know of course I gave my mom and my dad and my brothers you know copies here, and and you know, I, I, so the other like just last week my mom her best friend like I, I saw her and we went out for a drink and 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 my and my mom's best friend comes. Kelly, I love your record. She's going on and on. Of course, I'm loving it. And oh, and I burned a copy for my daughter, and she loves it. And like, I'm like, I'm like, okay, it's not even out yet. Mom, I'm like looking at mom. Don't give out the advanced copies to your girlfriends that know how to use a computer. I haven't even put it. It's not even out yet. So I figured, well, I'm gonna at least get a dollar, you know? Because so I don't know. I've just gone. I go at this point in life. I'm, um, 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 you know, almost. Thrilled that 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 I that I've never like made a gazillion dollars with my music uh-huh. because I haven't lost anything. It's always been this way for me. I I think it's you know like almost. I mean, it's just like winning the lottery to be like you know Kelly Clarkson or Rich and Famous or whatever. I mean that's that's a, that's amazing and, and great. And 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 a, a lot of people it's well deserved. Some people just are famous for being famous, whatever. But the <laughs> point is it's like Van Gogh. I mean the real artists they don't get any credit until they die or uh-huh. something bad happens or you know like you like like it's really just about doing the work. I mean that's really all you can hope to get out of it. And maybe in my, in my case I just love being able to have credibility enough to be able to meet and talk to other musicians that I respect and work with them. I mean really and and you know, I mean you got you got to at a certain point when you have something that you love, I I mean I've come to I've come to terms with this cuz I I tend to kind of hide away, but um and in fact I have to. I'm, our neighbor actually is in Ireland, in the middle of nowhere. Is Angela Lansbury? She's a wonderful, wonderful woman, and we've known her for years. She's totally down to earth and great. And this summer, she actually, I, I was telling her like, oh, I don't know. I'm gonna have to promote this record, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't even, you know, I, I feel funny like doing it. And she said, silly girl. You've got to go out there. You're proud of what you do. And she gave me this big pep talk and made me feel like, for the first time, like, you know, that's right. You know, you should, if you, you shouldn't, like, not toot your own horn if you're really pr- proud of, of the thing that it is. Absolutely. And, um, you know, um, so, so I am. I think I once again <laughs> lost the point that I had. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I just, um, um, I think you think you just got to do all you can to get your music heard, and and, and oh yeah, I know what it was. It's, if you if you get to a certain point, you got something that you think is really good, and somebody might like to hear it, then um, then um, you, you gotta you gotta. I think I just lost it again. God, I sound like I'm stoned. It's, I just had a cup of coffee and woke up. I mean, I don't know what my problem is, but anyway. Uh, well, you know, it's it's really funny what you said a while ago about about the true artists. You know, not finding their their real fame until after they die. I mean, if you imagine somebody like uh, Jeff Buckley, say, I mean, and you know, not to knock Jeff Buckley, he's a he was an amazing artist in his life, but you know, he has sold far more albums since his death than he ever did while he was alive, and you know, it's hard to imagine that part of the reason is because he died. That, well, yeah, or that you people, know. you know, people found that music and you know, are kind of heartbroken at the talent that was lost more than the music that was left behind. 
Yeah, it's it's uh yeah. I mean, and it's like I mean, and you 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 uh, yeah. You you you. you it's, it's easy to get lost in that in that kind of like you got to make a bazillion dollars. I really don't think I don't know. I I personally and have never thought and that 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 that, it, that it's a that it's that it's a job. I mean that you know that it that it actually can can make you be able to survive and eat macaroni and pay your rent. <laughs> I, I I I don't think it is. I think it's more. You have to think. I mean, if you get that, it's the kind of thing. It's cream on, you know, frosting on the cake. But, but, but it's 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 about doing, you know, for lack of a better word, your art. I mean, it's 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 about expressing yourself, and that's as good as as, as it gets. I mean, I mean, you, you know, um, so 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 that's it. You you just and then once you you you, you know you you can just make something that you think is really great and then just put it under your bed and then go on to the next thing. But you know. The, at least in my my case, the human nature is you know does a tree fall in the forest? It's like it's like unless you get out there and kind of show people and hope maybe they might buy it or tell you they like it, you feel weird doing that. But you kind of don't know. You're living in like a like a cave, and so you kind of have to go out there, kind of hear, oh okay okay, and you get like encouragement or 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 you know whipped into going back in and doing another one. You just to me, it's all about trying to just keep on doing it because that's really what it's all about i mean but you know you do you do you do you do yeah i think you do have to kind of shout it out a little bit and 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 let and let let it be made aware that that it exists otherwise if 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 you don't shout it out a little bit it's like it didn't doesn't even exist absolutely no good so who do you listen to right now when you turn on the radio who do you like whose music grabs you Oh well, um, you know I've been listening to. Uh, we just got uh, XM radio in our car, okay. and it's always set to the loft. Not always, but a lot. Um, I like I like um, I like um, the things that they play on there. Okay. Uh, and there's a there's a show. Uh, I don't know. They play like a whole bunch of different stuff. I don't know. You know, I love. No, I already. I kind of already said. I, I like. I really like Melody Gardot uh-huh. lately. She's kind of been on my thing. I got a an Ella box set okay. from. This isn't on the radio, but it's like live Ella in Hollywood um, for my birthday. I got it. It's it's um twelve nights in Hollywood. All these uh, they found all of these these recordings that were recorded live in this small nightclub in like the sixties, and it's. Amazing! I, I put it when I got. I put it on for like a week solid. It was like Ella was in my <laughs> living room. Um, and then um, what else? I, I well, I like Nora Jones' new record a lot. Um, uh, you know, like I said, I sort of walk around because I'm doing my own music all the time, and I've got my own little weirdness going around in my head all mm-hmm. the time. And I just walk into the room. My my husband Dan, he he puts on. <laughs> Everything from A to he, he orders, <laughs> you know, CDs from Amazon like, uh-huh. like people pour themselves a glass of milk. He, 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 he I don't, I can't even, cause I don't even know what I like because I hear so much stuff. But um, yeah, what do you like? What have you, what have you, <laughs> what are you listening to? Well, I tell you what, I, I've been telling everybody who will listen for the past year or so about uh, the, the the latest Kings of Leon record, Only by the Night. I think it's amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that is good. I'm a big fan of David Gray. He's got a new record out called uh, Draw the Line. Oh, 
Yeah, yeah, I keep hearing that, and then I go, I keep hearing them, and I go, oh, yeah, he's got it, and, and it's, it's really good, I, I, yeah, yeah, and I keep going, oh, i got to get that, because every time I go, oh, what's this, oh, yeah. And talk about a voice, I mean, my God. Yeah. An amazing, an amazing, in terms of songwriting and in terms of singing, I mean, he's just, he is incredible. Yeah. Well, um, let's see, I, um, now that you ask me, I'm drawing a blank, too, isn't that, isn't see? that hysterical? <laughs> But I, I, I've been I've been raving about that, about that Kings of Leon record for the past year now, and I've been telling everybody who will listen about it. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good record. They I just won a Grammy, right? Yeah, they won the Record of the Year Grammy for uh, one of the singles off the off the album. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was playing. That was sort of the theme song on Irish radio like all summer. So. <laughs> yeah, kind of reminds me of that. <laughs> so what's on the horizon for Kelly Ryan? You 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 talk about you know you're doing a show in New York in a couple weeks. Yep. And Are you then, feeling the the artistic itch again to to start writing again, or, or not really yet? Yeah, I kind of. I kind of have. I've even been dabbling a teeny tiny bit, but you know, like with um, different things. Um, but uh, um, I'm kind of constantly doing that. But no, I've been pretty much just rehearsing, practicing. You know, standing up and not conking my teeth into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then um, we're gonna go do this, and then I'd like to. I, I got a, and then there's another couple in March. One of which is I'm gonna do Mountain Stage, which is a cool NPR show uh-huh. um, in um, at the end of March. And then I think we're gonna get we're trying to get some kind of West Coast dates together for uh, uh, April, and then I'm heading back to Ireland in May, and probably do a couple shows over there. Um, this summer, and I'll probably start writing and just going ahead and trying to find that next, you know, girly girl theme. It won't be girly girl, but I don't know <laughs> what it's going to be. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just kind of hit it again. Well, I'll tell you what, I had a great th- I had a great time talking to you today, and I want to tell everybody that you can go to kellyryan.net, and that's K-E-L-L-E-Y, not just Y, but E-Y, ryan.net, and you can pick up, you can download the album we've been talking about here, Twist, for all of a dollar. Um, it's a, it's available in that form for a couple of weeks, and it's actually released in stores and Amazon and iTunes and all that on February 16th. So if you're a purist like me and you want the actual CD in your hands, you have to wait a couple of weeks. But if you want to hear it right now, you can get it at kellyryan.net for all of a dollar. It'll be the best dollar you spend all week long. I guarantee it. Oh, thanks a lot. I I I I I'm I'm psyched and I I, I love talking to you too. It was, it was it was really fun. It was great fun. Before hey, before I let you go, could I get you to do a promo for my show? Oh sure. As long as it includes the words Kelly Ryan and Brandon's Buzz, anything else you say is totally up to you. Hi, I'm Kelly Ryan, and uh, I've just been talking to Brandon on Brandon's Buzz. Gotta love it. Fantastic. Thank you so, so, so much. Oh, man, you too. It was really fun. I'm psyched. I didn't, I thought it was maybe, it was just like a, for a, a written down sort of interview. I'm I'm excited to, 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 to put this on my site. You're, I mean, can I, we can be Facebook pals too, right? Absolutely. I will, I will uh, get with you right now as soon as I hang up the phone here. Okay. Thanks a lot. That was fun. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. All right. Bye. The fantastic Kelly Ryan, everybody on Brandon's Buzz. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, I had an opportunity a couple days ago to participate in a conference call with uh, the creator and star of a brand new series that's debuting next week on Fox entitled Path Life. Uh, It's a very interesting show. It's very much in the X-Files vein and fringe a little bit. 
You know, it's one of those patented Fox kind of sci-fi, otherworldly dramas. It's about a psychiatrist and a detective who have made an unlikely team and, and have come together to investigate uh, uh, police cases involving paranormal activity, uh, other lives, past worlds. You know, it's, it's, very, it's very interesting. It's very different. Uh, I think it's going to be a very good show. I mean, it's, I'm sure you've seen the previews on Fox. They've been really promoting the hell out of it for the past couple of weeks. And uh, it should be interesting. Again, it debuts next week, next Tuesday night after American Idol. And as I said, I got a chance to speak to, in a conference call, the star of the show, Kelly Giddish, who you remember from her work on All My Children several years ago. She was Di Henry on that show, uh, Dixie's cousin. And uh, the creator of the show, David Hudgens. And uh, I'm going to play for you right now a bit of that conversation. Thank you. And our next question comes from Brandon Hensley with Brandon Buzz. Please go ahead. Hi, Kelly. Hi, David. Hi, Brandon. Hi there. Listen, uh, Kelly, Suzanne mentioned All My Children earlier, and I, as well, was a huge fan of your work on that show. Oh, great. You know, we always hear of actors calling soaps a great training ground for future work in primetime and film, and, you know, having now landed this huge primetime vehicle, I'm wondering if you feel that way and what lessons you did learn on All My Children that you're carrying with you on this experience. You no, know, you think on your feet. <laughs> when, you're, when you're on a soap, it, I mean, you get, you get one take, you better, know, you better damn well know your character. You betcha. You know, and you better know what she would do in every situation, you know, because it's, it's a very, very fast-paced business. I mean, they you do 90 pages a day in a soap. I mean, we, the most we ever did, I think, was like six and six and three-eighths, you know? So... It's kind of it, it, it's insane, and it's all and it's you know and it's such a it's such a small world, you know the soaps. I mean, it's all contained in this little studio, and then it was so, it's so nice. One thing that's so different. I mean, you get to just explode and go. You know, you get to see the director's vision of a of a, of a particular scene. You know, and and what what he's trying to do with it with the camera work. I mean that. You know, in the soap, you it's a it's a proscenium. You know, so <laughs> it, it was it was so nice to to. You know, move out of the out of that small you know the box of a studio and and actually get to get to incorporate everybody's ideas and really collaborate on on what's happening in the scene between the cameraman and even the focus the the focus puller. I mean, it just it's a whole other whole other machine. You know, David, I have kind of the same question for you. I was a huge fan, or I am a huge fan of a show that you helped produce and write called Friday Night Lights. <laughs> and you know, my understanding is that that show is filmed and put together in a way that is radically different from almost any other television series. And so I'm wondering what lessons you learned working on that show that you're carrying with you on Past Life now. Let's see. You're correct. I mean, Friday Night Lights is shot uh, very differently from a lot of traditional network television shows, and I, I learned a lot from that experience. Number one is trust your actors and your directors. Surround yourself with good people and just sort of have faith in the process. And so we were able to do that here with Dean White, who's our producing director, and Darren Serapian, who directed the pilot and sort of set up this great template for us. So what we ended up with is, you know, in, this, in the body of the show, of the Past Life episodes, you know, it's traditional camera setups and lighting for the most part. But then these regressions were much more similar to Friday Night Lights. They were very run and gun, um, often unrehearsed, uh, often a lot of improv. And, you know, we found a lot of those scenes in the cutting room. But I also, I mean, what I, what I love about the way Friday Night Lights works and is shot is it's a very organic set. I mean, that sounds like a nerdy technical term. Basically what that means is you get there on the day to shoot the scene and you sort of find it with the actors. You know, you don't sit there and say this has to be recited word for word as it is in the script. You let everybody find the scene. You collaborate. You take suggestions. 
and you just go for it. And I found that a lot of times you get great stuff. You know, they're, they're smart people, and, and people mm-hmm. have good ideas, especially people who, you know, who know the characters. So that, that was my takeaway from Friday Night Lights, and, and I tried to apply that because I really think it works. Fantastic. Well, David, you said that Fox seems very solidly behind you guys, and, you know, they have a, ver- a verifiable history of, of taking concepts like this that are kind of out there and making them huge hits, you know, X-Files and Fringe, and even 24 and House were revolutionary in their own way. Do you feel lucky that this is the network you've landed on? I do, I do, and I felt that way when we originally um, when we originally sold the pitch. You know, there were there were other networks interested. It just felt like a good fit at Fox, and they've been behind us the whole way, and um, uh, we're excited. And I think the fact that you know we're getting this preview after Idol next week speaks volumes. Absolutely. Well, I tell you what, I'll be watching Tuesday night. I can't wait to see oh, it. Oh, good. Thanks so much. Thank Thanks. you, guys. And again, the show is called Past Life. It debuts next Tuesday night in a special. In a special, in a special sneak preview, uh, Tuesday night, February 9th, following American Idol, and then it debuts in its normal time slot on Thursday night, February 11th, and it'll run for the next several weeks on Thursday nights on Fox. It's called Past Life. Uh, I'm, as I said, I'm sure you've seen the previews. They've been playing them nonstop over the past few weeks on Fox, and it looks like a very good show. And I want to thank uh, the people at Fox and Kelly and David for letting me participate in this conference call. I had quite a lot of fun listening to everybody's questions and uh, offering up my own, and I appreciate the opportunity. And I look forward to bringing you things like that in the future here on Brandon's Buzz. And I thank you for listening to Brandon's Buzz. Brandon's Buzz is in the can. Uh, If you're listening, you already know, but in case you don't, mission control for Brandon's Buzz is blogtalkradio.com slash Brandon's Buzz. From there, you can listen to old shows. You can download old episodes of this show. You can uh, uh, leave comments, send emails. It's kind of home base for Brandon's Buzz. Again, it's blogtalkradio.com slash Brandon's Buzz. You can also find me at iTunes. I'm on iTunes, guys. Uh, just type, just type uh, Brandon's Buzz in the, in the uh, iTunes Music Store search box. Scroll down to the podcast section. Click on my Puzzle Piece logo. From there, you can download individual old episodes, and they're all up there. All 53 episodes of this show are available on iTunes right now. Um, or you can subscribe to the show and have new episodes automatically download to your library the minute they're uploaded to the music store. Uh, I'm also on my blog, brandonsbuzz.com. There at the top of any page on Brandon's Buzz, there's a blue button at the top of the page marked Radio. Uh, you click on that button, that takes you to a page where all 53 episodes of this show are listed in chronological order from newest to oldest. Uh, you can click on each date, that takes you to a page where you can see the great banners that my pal Joanne and I make to help me advertise the show, and you can listen to the corresponding show. So I'm all over the Internet. There's no excuse not to be able to find me. I'm on iTunes. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I am everywhere. Google the words Brandon's Buzz, and something will pop up that points you in my direction. And I appreciate you guys finding the show and listening to the show, and hope you continue finding and listening to Brandon's Buzz. Hi, everybody out there. This is Eileen Kristen, and I have just been on Brandon's Buzz. This is a great show and a very sophisticated mind. So spread the word, Brandon's Buzz. This is Claire Massey from Tammy Show, and you're listening to Brandon's Buzz. Great guy, great show. Check hey it out. Hey, guys, this is Brett Claywell from One Life to Live, and you're listening to Brandon's Buzz. Hi, this is Lynn Herring on Brandon's Buzz. It's the great entertainment talk show on now. Brandon, I love you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so if you feel that you just can't take it, 
And your world isn't what it seems Don't forget that life can be what you make it Better when you live on a street of dreams Hey, this is Nia Peoples, and you're with Brandon's Buzz, place to be. Hi, everybody. This is Nicholas Walker. Merci à vous tous. Écoutez Brandon Buzz sur Blog Talk Radio. Bonsoir et à très bientôt.